Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The mythical titanium credit card. Yes, they really do exist, but do you really need one? As car insurance bills soar, the FT's insurance correspondent test drives telematics. We reveal whether the black box technology results in a discount. And would you borrow against your house to buy shares or even Bitcoin? We report on what brokers are calling mortgage arbitrage. Welcome to The Money Show, the FT's weekly podcast on personal finance and investing. I'm Claire Barrett, FT Money Editor, and I'll be giving you this week's news in downloadable form. Have you got a platinum credit card? Maybe you have a black card, but how about one made of titanium? Well, FT Money's new columnist James Max has got one, but he's not happy about the whopping annual fee. He's written all about the issue this week in his new column for us, Rich People's Problems, and we've rolled out the red carpet to welcome him to the FT studio. Welcome, James. Thank you very much indeed. So your problem this week essentially involves an equation between cost and cachet. Cost and cachet, you're absolutely right. The issue here is that you're given something, you're invited to something, you can't even apply for it. So on one hand, you don't want to give it up. And on the other hand, every time I get the bill every year, 2,200 quid, I'm thinking, what could I do with that money instead? And then you're thinking, oh, but hang on a second, there's points and there's stuff and there's upgrades and there's all sorts of other things and there are some benefits. Are they worth the £2,200? I don't know. And so who is it who's given you this titanium credit card? So it was given to me by American Express. When they first launched it, it was plastic, but it was black and it was this new thing and they sort of had this undercurrent, rather like the Nando's black card that apparently exists, and I don't know whether it does or doesn't. And uh, that gave you lots of free meals and things. I've never been to a Nando's. (laughs) Anyway, this card, it was mythical. And then they decided, we'll take the myth, we'll turn it into reality. It'll be by invitation only. So I have to say the difference between you and me can probably be summed up by the fact I've got a Tesco club card in my wallet and you have this well piece of, uh, of anodized titanium. But for your £2,200 annual fee, what do you actually get for it? Well, I'd much rather have the anodized titanium card than I would a Tesco's club card. Thank oh, you very now, much now. indeed. Now, now. I know, but the point is, what can you get from it? So, travel insurance. I know you might think, but my travel insurance cost me 20, 30 quid, whatever. This is year round and it really is belt and braces insurance. It's really good. But the other aspect is that you have people at the end of the phone and you might think, well, so does every credit card. But they do actually answer it quickly. And when you need something done, you need to book something, you need concierge service, you 
need to get one of these services. They do answer the phone quickly and they sort out problems. They ring you back and they email you everything and they've sorted it all out. In addition to that, because of their relationships, they do sort out a lot of partnership agreements. Now, some of them, to me, hopeless. Waste of time, don't need them. Other ones, though, say, for example, you've gone on holiday. When I've just arrived on a flight, and it might be on uh, EasyJet, it might have been on British Airways. I might have arrived on holiday. I do not want to be standing in a queue waiting for my car. So they've done the upgrade and you have the whichever the platinum service is of that particular car hire company. So that means you go straight to the front of the queue. Time not wasted. So it's little things like that. And can you put a value on it? I don't know, but I think time is the thing that is the most expensive commodity we have. So listeners can read your column to find out whether you felt you could still justify the cost or whether you cut up your card. Well, actually, I suppose you can't really cut up a titanium credit card. No, pretty difficult. It's very useful for other things. (laughs) Yeah, like picking your nails. Picking your nails. As you were were earlier. But they might recognise your voice from all the radio shows that you present. So tell us a bit about that. So after that thing that shouldn't be mentioned, a.k.a. The Apprentice, which prior to that, I'd been working in a private equity firm and before that was at Morgan Stanley. So I'd done investment banking, real estate and then private equity. And some people might say, well, the leap into media is a bit peculiar. If you are about to go and take part in new private equity fund and then you decide you don't want to, you have to be a good lever. To be a good lever, you've got to go and do something completely different. So that's why I ended up doing that show. I ended up reviewing newspapers on various different stations, and I thought, this is quite fun. And I applied for an investment banking job, and they said, oh, I heard you on Radio 4 the other day. Have you thought about a career in radio? So I thought, OK, let's have a go at that. I've been doing that for many years, but I also kept the business stuff alive too, because, to be honest, radio, great fun not necessarily lining the wallet in the way that one would like. Well, especially if one has to justify £150,000 worth of annual credit card spend in order to... Sadly, I haven't reached that yet. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) There is a difference between rich and rich. It's all relative. So, finally, we came up with the title of Rich People's Problems for your column, which is slightly tongue-in-cheek. So just explain a bit about how that came about. So, in the world of finance, for many years, broadcasters newspapers, all media outlets, they've tried to find nice ways of saying people have got a lot of cash. And I'm bored with it. I'm bored with hearing of high net worth individuals. Bore off, people have got some cash. Sophisticated investors. Oh, again, just (laughs) not necessary. In the same way also, though, there have been so many columns since the financial crash. And when the financial crash was happening, there I was in LBC, every week a news story talking about the impact. And it was mostly on people who have less financial means. And and then we heard in the last election about the jams, the just about managings. Oh, I'm bored of it. I've had enough of listening to all that stuff. And in fact, there are a lot of people who have quite a lot of money and they're affected in the same way that you or I might be by movements in the economy in changes. But no one has been addressing your needs and discussing their problems. And whilst you and I might find their problems or my problems mildly amusing, they are real problems that people with money have to try and work out how to spend it, how to invest it, how to think about it. But enough of the patronising descriptions. If you're rich, you're rich. Well, If you're rich, you may enjoy reading James Max's column. Even if you're not. Even if you're not. Be aspirational. Bring back that (laughs) Thatcherism ideal. Anybody can make it. Just try harder. So you can read it online from this Thursday on ft.com slash money or in the weekend newspaper this weekend, Rich People's Problems, Do I Really Need a Titanium Credit Card? Thank you, James. Thank you. How good a driver are you? 
If you've recently received a hefty renewal quote for your car insurance, one way of reducing your bill could be using a telematics device, a so-called black box, to prove that you're not a boy racer. But what are the pros and cons? I'm joined in the FT studio by Oliver Ralph, the FT's insurance correspondent. Welcome, Oliver. Thank you. So you conducted a bit of an experiment with this black box to put your driving skills to the test. Tell us what happened. Yes, I thought I'd, I'd give it a try, see if it really could get me uh, cheaper car insurance. So I, um, I I went to a car insurance company. I went to LV to ask them how much it would cost to insure me on a Ford Focus. The price they quoted me was £1,700, which I thought was yeah. quite steep. But I don't have a car myself, so I don't have a no-claims bonus. And so that's why they start out quite high. least gave me a good impression of how young drivers feel, because they're the ones with the most expensive premiums. I then drove around the Ford Focus for a few days through the back streets of North London and Hertfordshire, a few uh, unexpected detours, and then came back and asked the insurer and Octotelematics, who who supplied the box, exactly what they thought of my driving and whether it would give me a cheaper price. Now, you're a calm and confident reporter, so I would expect those skills to translate to your driving. Am I right? Not always, although the presence of the box did have an impact. You can't see the box. It's in the, It's a tiny thing. It's, That's, it's like half the size of a smartphone. Yeah, it's half the size of a smartphone, and it's in the engine stuck next to the battery. So you don't actually see it, but in your head you know it's there. It's like having a driving instructor sitting next to you making disapproving noises every time you're driving at 31 miles an hour. So it kind of it really made me drive a little more cautiously, which I guess is part of the point. If people, if people drive more cautiously because there's a box there, then probably there'll be fewer accidents. And did you get a discount? Yes. How much? They, well, they said that having the box on its own would, would wipe £400 off the cost of my policy just sure. for putting the box in the car. And then uh, my driving score came out fairly well, and so they gave me more discounts based on my driving, and they give you a bit of cash back every quarter if your driving is up to scratch. And then at the end of the first year, there's another discount on your renewal with the, the no claims bonus. So, yes, it can cut the price of, of your car insurance, so it worked out quite well. And are there any downsides to telematics? Are people worried about the privacy concerns? Yes, people are worried about the privacy. The Association of British Insurers has a code of conduct explaining how insurers should treat your data, but it's not compulsory. Insurers don't have to. They can. It's their data. It's not yours. They can do with it as they like. Now, they say there's a lot more to this than just being able to collect data and analyse your driving style. They say all this data, it helps them to combat fraud. They can tell if someone puts in a fraudulent claim for an accident because they, the telematics data tells them whether mm. the accident occurred as, as the person claimed it occurred. Or they also say it can help with uh, accident detection. If somebody rolls over their car on a rural road in the middle of the night, the telematics box will pick that up and they can send the police. Whereas without that, then you'd just be left, I guess. Well, fantastic. Really, really interesting piece. Thanks very much there to Oliver Ralph, the FT's insurance correspondent. You can read the article, Could a Black Box Cut the Cost of Your Car Insurance? in the money section of the FT Weekend newspaper this Saturday, or read and watch the video of Oliver and his boy racer driving online now at ft.com slash money. Most homeowners will celebrate the day when they finally pay off their mortgage, happy in the knowledge that perhaps 25 years of monthly repayments have come to a close. But for some wealthy borrowers, however, being mortgage-free is just a wasted opportunity. They are using the housing equity they've built up to exploit historically low interest rates, with rising numbers going to lenders and brokers to borrow against their homes and then invest the proceeds in the hope of turning a profit. James Pickford, Deputy Money Editor, has been looking into this issue. Welcome, James. Thank you. So this all seems rather risky. What's the attraction? Well, it, it does seem that way, doesn't it? You put a, put your house on the on the market, essentially, on the stock market. But actually, if you look at the interest rates, uh, that is the attraction. We've got two and five year fixed rates, historic lows, you know, sub two percent. If you go back ten years, they were sort of six percent or above. 
this hasn't happened for a long time. And so when you have, let's say you bought your house uh, a while ago, uh, you paid off your mortgage, you've got quite a lot, potentially quite a lot of housing equity there, particularly when you look at the way house prices have risen in the last 20 years, and particularly in London. So wealthy people who may have quite a lot of income, quite a lot of assets, would say, well, it's just sitting there. Why don't we remortgage? I can easily afford the remortgage, put that money into whatever it might be. It could be something quite safe, in fact, like fixed income, uh, 2 or 3% or above. And, you know, if you're, if you're borrowing at 1.5% on a five-year fix and you're putting it into something that gives you a 3% return, you know, and you're doing, putting in quite a lot of money, then it makes it worthwhile. So what sort of things are people remortgaging to invest in? So I think a lot of it is quite safe investments, um, bonds, bond funds, that sort of thing. Other people will be doing stocks and shares. Brokers are telling me that when you get to the more exotic end of the scale, you it's really not for the faint-hearted. Um, one told me about a, someone who had a £10 million house, took out a mortgage of just under £2 million at about 1.75%, and put it into Bitcoin, which I think by anyone's standard is, is pretty punchy. This is the <laughs> cryptocurrency that has experienced huge volatility in the, in the past few months. And others have, have you know, leveraged up to, to put it into fine wine or classic cars. So in the past, I suppose, wealthy people might have leveraged up housing equity in their main home to buy a second property, a buy-to-let. So on the one hand, you could say, well, you know, risks aren't all that different. What do the lenders think about it? Well, the buy-to-let thing is much less attractive now because of the, the government has raised stamp duty on buy-to-let. It's also phasing out tax relief on mortgage interest. So, in fact, a lot of uh, I'm, I'm told by brokers that a lot of portfolio owners of, of buy-to-lets are using the equity in their buy-to-let portfolio and then doing the same thing, reinvesting it in, in other asset classes. But lenders are, are, are mixed about this. If, if you or I, I think, went into a, a high street bank and said, can I have a mortgage? <laughs> Can I buy I'm, some I'm Bitcoin, put it please? On, put it on yeah. stocks. You know, they, we, they would generally say no. Um, but there's nothing actually in the regulations to prevent them giving a mortgage to someone for the purpose of personal investments. But different lenders will take different views. And often you will find with wealthier people who have a relationship with a private bank, uh, they'll be much more flexible about using, uh, particularly where they have income and other income and assets, uh, about the use of this, onward use of this mortgage. And of course, now affordability tests are the thing. You have to pass these very stringent affordability tests. And in a lot of cases, these borrowers would potentially be able to lose the whole lot and still be able to afford repaying the mortgage. Well, thanks very much there to James Pickford. You can read more on that story now, including the tax implications on any profits you might make from such a risky deal, online at ft.com slash money. That's all from The Money Show this week. If you've got a story you'd like our team to follow up, a question to pose to our team of financial experts, or even a rich people's problem for James Max to investigate, then get in touch. Email us money at ft.com, tweet us at ftmoney, or comment on the articles online at ft.com slash money. We will be back next Next Thursday at the usual time. Good. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Goodbye.